Enough! Enough! Enough of this Turbo Man, okay? I had it up to here with this Turbo Man. And welcome to the Movie Ladder Podcast, where we're climbing the rungs of cinematic connections. Each week we're discussing a movie that connects to the movie from the previous week's podcast. I'm Zach Brooks. For the 206th time, I'm joined by... Brandon Fitzpatrick. And last week, we discussed The Running Man. Yep. And this week, due to Arnold Schwarzenegger running, uh, we are talking about the Christmas comedy from 1996 called Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, but also Sinbad, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson, and Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd, a young upstart named Jake Lloyd, who three years from now... uh... A pre-Padwan Anakin Skywalker. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, then at the end of the episode we'll discuss uh, we'll decide on our next movie based on suggestions sent in by you the listeners and us your hosts uh we'll be spoiling jingle all the way what there is to spoil about jingle all the way i feel like there's probably this might be like one of the least spoil i don't know there's what, is, what would you spoil about this movie it's an interesting movie i mean it, does the kid get the turbo man at the end sort of yeah, you know, I, mean, I guess that's that, that's your spoiler. Yeah. Uh, uh, so if you uh, if you've not seen it, it is streaming on Disney Plus. It is a brisk like ninety two minutes or something like that, very quick. Uh, um, eighty six, I think. Eighty nine really minutes. Uh, yeah, eighty nine. Although, watch the full eighty nine minutes, as I learned on this watch. Do not do not leave when the credits start rolling. Oh, what happens during the credits? After post credit scene. I missed the post credit scene yeah. once again. Um, <laughs> I don't remember if on the TV. It has, and they always listen through, listen and watch through the credits is my my suggestion. Yeah. Um, if it's a podcast or a movie, but yes, I think when I was watching on my TV, I don't remember if it had the option. But when I was watching it, I was rewatching it on my laptop today, and the credits came up, and there was a button that said skip credits, and I was like, that's weird. So I hit skip credits, and it took me all the way to a scene at the end that I will discuss. Ah, uh, gotcha. I guess we'll uh, discuss it in the end. T I L. There's a post credit scene on Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Indeed, it's not uh, a movie that I would expect to. A uh, a uh, post credit scene on Venture, whatever. Yep. Um, but if you <laughs> just want to jump ahead, times. yeah. If you just <laughs> want to jump ahead, so go watch it in Disney Plus. Come back, listen to the discussion. Yep. But if you want to jump ahead, there is the timestamp in this podcast description. Here we're going to be watching next week episode two hundred seven, which will be movie number fifty one, our second to last movie on the year. Somehow, wait, how is <laughs> I did this once before? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next week we're recording on the nineteenth, and then uh, the week after the twenty sixth, yep. and then we'll yep. be at the end of the year. Yep, wow. exactly. Uh, yeah, Christmas and New Year's are creeping up on us very, very quickly. Hopefully everyone can get to the stores and not wait until Christmas Eve to search for the most important toys of the year for the kids. Tremendously, tremendously yeah. dated movie, but also kind of timeless at the same time. It is a little timeless because, I mean, yeah. who doesn't have that panic of trying to shop for a last minute Christmas present for someone? Mm-hmm. I certainly have. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Two more movies to go on this year, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, don't wait until New Year's Eve to submit your uh, picks for next year's first movie. You know. Yeah, well, something like that. Um, <laughs> uh, as always, submit your feedback, questions, ratings, comments at Ladder Movie on Twitter and Instagram, the Movie Ladder Gmail dot com, and the Movie Ladder on Letterboxd, um, where you can see our watch list of every movie that's ever been suggested Whoa. for this podcast, going back now almost a full four years. We're crazy. almost there, yes. Um, and yes, as Brendan said, as we get closer to the end of the year, start thinking about what you want to suggest as our kickoff movie for year number five that we'll be doing in early January. Oof. All right. Brendan, how is your Christmas shopping going? Everything's great. I actually uh, 
decided on a present for my uh, Secret Santa this year from my family. We're doing we're doing the Secret Santa. We've done Secret Santa the last few years, and I, uh, you know, got got my presents ordered from Amazon uh, this afternoon. Hopefully, they don't get stolen from my front door this year. Um, we'll see what happens. What do you prefer? Do you prefer Secret Santa or White Elephant? Uh, Secret Santa. If oh. if it's just a small family gathering, Secret Santa. Like if it's a big Christmas party, yeah, White Elephant's always a fun idea. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, White Elephant. We used to do a White Elephant party when I lived in DC yeah, every, every year. So, yep. um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to steal presents from people. So I Absolutely think I'm, I'm more nice. malicious than you. I like the White Elephant more than the. Secret. I don't know if I've. <laughs> well, it's more fun with friends for sure. But like, yeah. if you're doing a family thing, like Secret Santa makes a lot of sense. If you don't want to have to buy individual presents for everyone, but mm. the thing is, like, my family cheats anyway, and most everybody buys stuff for everybody else anyway, and then there's mm. like one Secret Santa specific gift, so it's sort of defeats the purpose of the Secret Santa. Mm-hmm. But That's you know true. what yeah. do you do. Especially, like, this year we're having split Christmases. Um, My mom and I are going to my sister's in Pittsburgh a couple days before Christmas. And so she and I got, like, gifts to exchange while we're there at my sister's. And then when we get back to D.C. and do the, you know, Christmas exchange on Christmas with my brother and sister-in-law and my younger brother, that's where the Secret Santa will come into play. So, Mm. Split Christmas could be the name of a... Like a terrible Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yeah, yeah like I'm about sure a... it is. I'm sure it's the name of a Hallmark or Lifetime Christmas movie. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know if I've yeah. seen that before. But <laughs> um, All right. Well, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, before we get into that, Brennan, what's the best thing you watched this week? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, First off, I want to talk about uh, my Criterion pick from this week. Uh, the Agnes Varda 2017 film Faces Places. Uh, this is basically a documentary by Agnes Varda where she... And an artist friend of hers um, travel around France taking photos and putting life-size and gigantic-size photos of random people that they encounter on giant surfaces. It's a really beautiful story because um, interwoven with all these interstitials of the people they meet along their journey and making Mm -hmm. art on these giant unused surfaces, it looks back at Agnes Varda's life and career in a way that connects it and makes it resonate with her uh, artistic partner on this film, whose name is JR. You never get his full name. He's just called JR throughout the film. Yeah. Uh And it all builds up to this really, um, like, awesome finale where... You feel like you're going to get one type of catharsis at the end of the film because it's been building towards it. It's been building towards this giant meeting of JR and someone else that I won't spoil from Agnes Varga's past. And then the catharsis that it hits instead is like completely just like a little bit crushing, but also Mm. like inspiring as well. Like it's a it's a very beautiful film. If if people haven't seen it, it's streaming on Criterion Channel. Do um, I need to have any background with? It? I don't think I've seen a single Agnes Varda. You see Cleo five to seven, right? Oh, true. Yeah, I did. You should okay. probably see Cleo five to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually really happy that I watched it the week after I watched her previous documentary, Beaches of Agnes. Mm. Um, this was a really great follow up to that because that that one does a similar thing where it looks back on her career but through a different lens. Um. 
this so this was really cool and then um yeah I, that, that's the best thing i watched this week i i didn't get to watch a lot because i was uh busy all weekend uh helping my sister a lot and my mom put together Shopping for your uh, baby baby shower actually oh secret um, baby so yeah secret baby secret, secret shower there we go yeah so nice. uh but yeah that's that's the best thing i watched this week faces places the 2017 agnes Varda film um other than well, that, uh, yeah, there's there's another movie I watched this week that might come up, but, you know. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah, this week, tough pick for me, but I think I have to go with the movie that is currently my number one movie of 2023. And that is the recently released Godzilla Minus One. Uh, so good. I went to the joke. Speed. No. Okay. No, sure literally. It was... Wow. It is my top is movie good? of, of 2023. Yes, it's amazing. It's um wow. Yeah, no, it is. I think it completely lives up to all the hype. It is. And I I, like I've seen a bunch of Godzilla movies, especially like Criterion has a ton of them. So I've seen it through the Criterion Mm. challenge over the last couple of years. Um, I have not seen the 2000 or 98 Godzilla. Oh, Um, the Matthew Broderick one. Yeah, yeah, the one starring Matthew Broderick that was. um, Yeah, I haven't seen that. But Godzilla minus one. um, You don't even really need to know much about it. It's a Godzilla movie that takes place back right after World War Two. Okay. Um, and it is told from the Japanese perspective. Wow. Um, you follow around a, a number of Japanese characters. The movie is subtitled as in Japanese, but it it was so captivating that I it's one of those where I like did not even realize I was reading subtitles about that's like, cool. five minutes into the movie. You just like nice. it, it has the total scale and scope of that like you feel like you are being attacked by by Godzilla, especially seeing wow. this in theaters. I cannot recommend seeing this in theaters enough. Um, I don't think it's going to have, it'll still have the impact, but I don't think it'll have quite the impact at home. Um, but it's not just like crazy. I mean, there are scenes where there's Godzilla attacking, but it is not just like crazy monster attack movie the whole time. There is a like the characters you get really, I think you really invest in the story of the characters and the development. Okay. And um, it's a moving story. It does so much original that I've not seen in the other Godzilla movies I've seen before. Um, the way that they attack Godzilla, just the 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 scale of Godzilla, the impact nice. of Godzilla. Like it's just it it is just such a well made movie. Um, made for like the blockbuster was made for pretty small budget compared to modern mm. blockbusters, and it just does so much with the with the limited resources that it has. Um, which nice. I don't even know if they're that limited, but you know it's not. It is not uh, Ant-Man Quantumania. Like, you you feel, yeah. everything feels tactile and lived in. And, like, it, it does not feel That's like cool. it's a bunch of people in front of a screen. I'll have to check it out. Um, Yeah, yeah. I, I'm honestly surprised by the level of hype this film is getting. I mean, it's it just sort of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. this, yeah, this winter really to be, like, one of the biggest hits of the season and yeah. of the year. It's, it's, I love it when so, this happens, too, where there's just yeah. a random movie that you don't even know is coming out. Like, this is not yeah. one that there were trailers for or there was hype for or uh-huh. was in festivals. It's just, like appeared in theaters and then people on Twitter and Letterboxd were talking about how it was good. And I was like, all right, I'm sure it's like, you know, I'm sure it's like Fine. a cool Godzilla movie. And no, I, I was completely blown away. I walked out and I was like, wow, I had not yet had like a movie that was a clear cut number one for my, That's crazy. my number one for the year. Yeah. And this, uh, it's kind of funny. My number one and my number two are related. Very, very laddery. It is Godzilla <laughs> minus one and Oppenheimer are my top two. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. yeah. Finally, someone told the other side of the Oppenheimer. Right. Story. Exactly. Yes. The impact <laughs> of Oppenheimer. Um, <laughs> So, oh, bad. Uh, yeah. Now, I um, please try to see it in theaters. I, I okay. It, it will it will be worth your time. I hope it runs in theaters for a while. It's definitely one that it's like people say like oh people only go to the theaters for blockbusters, but like this one, this this makes use 
of the it's such a loud movie and like it just they i don't like the very first godzilla attack you're just like like I, my jaw was open i was like holy shit like we're really like, getting attacked by godzilla like it it well, yeah this is this is awesome um yeah takashi uh, yamazaki is the name of the director i think nice. he's mostly done anime stuff um when i looked at his okay uh his filmography it looks like yeah it's mostly animated stuff but he did say in interviews he wants to do a Star Wars movie. And I, when I was watching this, I was like, yeah, this is this feels like Rogue One to me. Like, this could be a yeah. like a, a grounded Star Wars movie. So nice. I hope that he does. I hope that Star Wars takes him up on that. Good. Um, nice, yeah. Uh, I also saw The Abyss in theaters. Actually, in the exact same theater where I saw Godzilla Minus One. Yeah. Potentially in the same seat. I think I was in the <laughs> same seat for both. Uh, That's funny. The Abyss was also amazing, and I'm really glad I saw that in theaters last week. Yeah, so. I've never seen that in theaters. I, I know that I saw it when I was a kid, but I haven't revisited it as an adult. I know that uh, James Cameron loves his water. So. He does, yes. It, that's yeah. one that I was like, oh, okay, this is where this thing from Avatar – like, there's so much yeah. that, that ties to Avatar especially, but the water – like, the liquid metal effect from T2 mm. was first used in The Abyss. In the Abyss, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I knew nothing about The Abyss, and it's an interesting movie because I, I was like, oh, okay, this is the climax of the film, and then there's, like, five more endings. Mm. <laughs> like, it just kept, but it didn't feel like it was dragging out. It was just like, oh, okay, now we're doing this thing, and now we're doing this thing. Nice. Um, yeah, the, the Abyss was also great. So, right. so it was a good week. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we both got our presents. Shall we uh, rock around the Christmas tree, Brad? Let's rock around the Christmas tree. Let's jingle all the way. Let's. Can you name all eight reindeers that? Oh, no, but I do love, I really love what Howard is running down the street. And he's down or dancing. And he's like, Dash or keeps, yeah, like trying to, it's like memento yeah. where he's trying to keep it fresh in his mind so he doesn't forget it. Um, yeah, I, um, this might be like our Mixed Nuts episode because this movie does not have a high score. It's got a very low it score on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I, I, like, unabashedly have always found Jingle All the Way super charming, and I really like it. Um, and I will talk about that. But, Brendan, when was the last time you saw it, and what are your thoughts? I think Jingle? I probably saw this at some point during my cynical movie-watching days of, like, around, like, high school, college, where I wasn't appreciating films in the same way I do now. Uh, and, yeah, you this, know, is, this, just, is a, uh, this is a film that is is right for critical appreciation. Absolutely. Actually, I kind of think it is. Mm -hmm. This is the thing. This, I'm going to shock you, Zach. I actually, like, had a really good time watching this movie today. Mm -hmm. um, I, I finished watching this movie about half an hour ago before we got onto the podcast. And, Zach, I had a really good time with this movie. I, good. I laughed several times. Mm -hmm. It's funny. It was so, like, heartwarming and cringeworthy watching Phil Hartman just be Phil Hartman. Like, I have forgotten how much I missed Phil Hartman as an actor. Mm -hmm. He's just, like, so perfect in this film. He's as so like, sleazy. I love I love the, the sleazy yeah. character that he plays. He's just so perfect. I mean, I missed Phil Hartman so much. He's like, you know, his death, like people people know, like his 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 death was so tragic and sudden. And films like this, when you get to go back and watch an actor who you haven't seen on screen in something new in like 20 years, it just like hits you a little bit different, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it makes you, it hits you in the feels a little bit. Like I, I think of the same thing when I watch like a Philip Seymour Hoffman movie, like, oh yeah, this guy was really good at this and you're never going to get to see anything else that they yeah. made again. You know, uh, like Phil Hartman, so Phil Hartman died in May of 98. So a couple yeah, years after this movie came out. A couple out. years after this, um, he had 
retired from SNL. He was, you know, slowly working on um he was on news radio at the time. He was doing different movie roles. News and, radio is a really interesting cast when you look at yeah, that too. Dave Foley, uh, um, uh Rogan, yeah. Yeah. No, um yeah, Joe Rogan, Andy Dick, I think yeah, was Andy on Dick, that as yep. well. Uh and who's the guy? Um Rip Torn, is that the I think Rip Torn is on it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Rip Torn is the big boss of the radio It's just station. funny that, like, yeah. Joe Rogan was, like, the Joey from Friends of New York yeah. Radio. And what he yeah. has become since, I mean, it's kind of like what I think about The Man Show, right? Yeah. And, like, what Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel became post The Man Show. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, like, back awful. on that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, back to Jingle All the Way, like, quite honestly, I mean, these are the big things. I laughed several times throughout this movie, especially, um... I, the biggest laugh for me came during the parade when all the little um, Turbo Man mi- villain minions come out and start pu- fighting Turbo Man. And the putties the, like, is what they reminded me of from, yeah. uh, from Power Rangers. Yeah, exactly. I was going to mention the Power Ranger thing later. But the announcers start commentating on the Turbo Man fight. And they're like, oh, no, Turbo Man's enemies are attacking it. This could be the end of civilization as we know it. And they just say it so deadpan. Like, I just lost it. I thought that uh, Yeah, they that did was, a good they, they did, did a very good job uh, improvising. Did you notice who played um, one of the announcers? The Gail. Uh, yeah. Um, Gail Force. I knew I recognized him, but I couldn't think of, remember who he was. That would be one Jackie Childs from is Seinfeld. Is that who that is? Oh, That's nice. Plays I, I don't know his name. That's preposterous. I, it's ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, I did. I did notice that when I was looking at his filmography, that he he played Jackie Childs. Uh, two people who were on Seinfeld. Yeah. In this. Because That's we also had the elf is uh, he plays Mickey. Yes, it's yeah Mickey. Yep, I do remember Mickey. Um, mm-hmm. here's my question. There was so I thought I recognized the voice behind. Um, at the end, there's the Turbo Man has a sidekick like lion, pink lion, tiger thing called Booster, mm-hmm. and I thought I recognized the curtain, the voice of the person in the Booster costume, but I couldn't find their name on. Well, I mean, he's, he doesn't have his mask on to start. It's right. Kurt, yeah, it's Curtis Armstrong. Oh, it is uh, Curtis Armstrong. As, okay. Also known that's, as Booger. I was like, is Revenge that Curtis Earth. Armstrong? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's who that oh, yeah, was. definitely. Because nice. he's sitting there, he's smoking. He's like, finally, yeah. you're here. And yeah, that's, I couldn't. Uh, I thought I recognized him, but I was like, was that Curtis Armstrong? Okay, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. But I couldn't find his name in the cast. Which is, it's very funny to cast Booger in a kid's movie. It's very yeah. funny, yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, yeah, I. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I love Jingle All the Way. I think it's I it's it is in my top ten Christmas movies. I just think it I mean, does a good job of capturing like this the idea of the pressure that we put on ourselves to absolutely. deliver. Like we think that this one day of the year, I mean, I don't Christmas, celebrate yeah. Christmas, but people who celebrate Christmas like think this one day of the year can solve so many of their problems. We're yeah. like clearly this Howard guy is like way he's a workaholic he's missing the party at work to keep calling all his favorite customers and he's missing his kid growing up and like especially as we start getting older and we have friends that have kids that are starting to become around the same age and i see like my friends and the way that they are they aren't um you know there for their kids and yeah um you know just the you know you have a your brother's about to have a kid right like it's just like i think I think looking at it from, you know, when I was a kid, I was watching this from the kid's perspective, right? I was, you know, I was the one with the Marvel stuff all over my my bedroom. And oh I was like, Oh my God, the Captain America mural is like the coolest thing in that bedroom. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was like Jamie where I'm I'm wanting I'm wanting this this toy, right? I loved action figures. I didn't have action yep. figures size. Mine were like the more like 
five-inch action figures, the X-Men, the yeah, yeah, yeah. action figures. Um, but now now I'm older, and I mean, like, I I am can see some of this from the, the adult's perspective more. Yeah, uh, really. and it's still it still hits really well. I think it's I think it's very fun. I think it's funny. It's like it does not take itself very seriously. That's the and thing, it's, is like it's it's silly and it's it's silly. incredibly sappy and it's incredibly silly. I mean, there are some there are some aspects where you're like, whoa, they put this in a kid's movie. Like when, Which, like when he goes after the kid in the ball pit and people start calling him a perv and like, oh, that was great. Like, that's so funny. And I then there's that, like, like, there, there's like the homemade bomb in the radio station that actually goes off, and you're like, whoa, they had it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know nobody actually like gets hurt or dies from a homemade bomb, but like, wow, I can't believe they put that in the kids' movie. Yeah, like it's it's but it's so. We talked about last week how cartoonish Running Man kind of felt to me, like how it felt like a Saturday morning cartoon. Mm-hmm. This literally is doing the same thing as Running Man, where mm-hmm. it's playing on the cartoonishness of the situation. And every single one of those stalkers in Running Man would have been right at home as a Turbo Man bad guy. I True. Think. Or as yeah. a or as somebody who's getting in the way of Howard trying to yeah. find the toy, right? Somebody who's pushing him over in the um in the toy store when they're exactly. running in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, you actually had like wrestlers, like giant wrestlers in this movie as well. Yep. Yeah, you, you know? did. Did you notice who played huge? He's listed as huge Paul, Santa. I believe it's Big Show, right? That is the, the Big, big show. show, Paul White. Yeah, yeah. Paul White. Yeah. Uh, I think he was the he wasn't the Big Show yet. He was still no, the like, giant. he was still the giant. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I, I just think he's got like a, a bunch of you know, fun cameos like that. I think Sinbad is just, this is such a moment in time too, where like Sinbad wasn't in a ton of movies, but Sinbad was pretty big in, you know, in in 96. He's basically taking his whole stand-up comic shtick and putting it in this film Mm -hmm. as his character. Like his whole thing about like the commercialization and how like everything you do messes up your kids. That's all from his stand-up. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like so that's like really good stuff. And it's sort of what these movies did at the time in the 90s when you cast a um, standout comic is that they would end up ta- to do like a side character in a movie like this. They would just use their persona from their standup as their character in the film. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, if we were recasting this mm-hmm. movie and this was coming out this was the 2023 version of jingle all the way which i don't really know how because there's not i mean you would just order the toy online and he probably would have right, ordered right, it online a while ago like there's probably a way you could write it to be current but who are we casting and like, i think the sinbad role is pretty obvious who they would cast um, i mean i think it's kevin hart yeah it's kevin hart it's kevin hart um, this is a movie now with like kevin hart and um like zach efron Oh or, no! I think you still need the physical presence because or, you needed to play Turbo Man at the end. What's his name? Um, uh, I know exactly what I'm thinking of. Not Zac Efron. Um, he Ross was in Toad? Twenty One Jump Street with um, Twenty One Jump Street guy, Magic Mike. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what's his, what name? his name? Yeah. Why are we both blanking on his name? I, you know who I'm talking about, everybody yeah. at home. Yeah. Uh, Magic Zach, Mike. Yeah. Magic no, Mike. it's yeah. uh, Trinity Tatum. Thank you, Channing Tatum. Yes, I think Channing I Tatum would it. make a great. I, I can't believe we both just like I can't totally blanked both on, Channing blanked on Channing Tatum. No, uh, Channing Tatum would make a great like this would be a great comeback film for him because he hasn't done a lot lately. Mm, so true. like this would yeah. be like a good. I could see them remaking this. I mean, it's a much better idea than making a sequel with Larry the Cable Guy. 
which is what they True. did after this. They did <laughs> in 2014. So they made it a little yeah. while after. So I guess let's see. What is the plot of Jingle, Jingle Larry, Larry's daughter always, only wants one thing for Christmas: a talking bear. His daughter's stepdad intends to make sure Larry can't get one. Okay. Oh no, That's, that sounds um, mean. Uh, so this is like split Christmas. Actually, it's, actually, it's yeah. a divorced family. Uh, oh no. Yeah, they, they should have called this split Christmas. Um, directed by Alex Zam. Who has done? He did Christmas Prince, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2, Inspector Gadget 2. Uh, a lot of sequels I didn't know existed. Tooth Fairy 2. Oh my God. Little Rascals. Uh, also directed Chairman Wait, of the Board. The, the good Little Rascals? Or no, like sorry. Little Rascals Saves the Day in 2014. So it's a uh, sequel to Little Rascals. Oh uh, no. A sequel to Dr. Doolittle. Wow, this guy's got quite a filmography. Bad, bad filmography. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I, I think. I was thinking Kevin Hart and The Rock, which I know is oh, like yeah, a that, that has too. happened yeah. a lot, but I feel like that yeah. you that would make total sense if they made. Yeah, Jingle, that does Jingle make Jingle sense play. to me. Yeah, although Kevin Hart is so tiny and Sinbad is actually really tall, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but I think like you could get some good stuff out of the size difference. That's true. Them. That's true. It would lead to some physical comedy. Yep. Yeah, but I Zach, I mean, I you know this this movie is super sappy at the end. Like it's so sappy at the end when he's like. You know, when he takes off the helmet and he's like, I'm, you know, I'm your dad and I'll always fill my promises and yada, yada, yada. Like, do you think he will, though? Or do you think? He, no. Do you think, he, do you, think no. you learned something or is he just going back to work the next day? This is the thing, dude, is like these movies, you know, movies aren't real. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. people people don't suddenly change like that forever. Like they I mean, he's not going to be perfect. There's no such thing. Well, you know? I also think that there's going to be some consequences for both oh, him and for Myron, I mean, Myron, oh, sure. Myron gets arrested at the end. He does get the doll, but he blew up a building, whether he meant yeah, to or not. He literally he, blew up a building yeah, and like, wrecked multiple cars. And he flew through two different families' homes, blowing up their entire like dining rooms. And he dresses up as the bat. Like, I don't What is the like? Um, Dementor, oh, yeah. I think, is the name yeah. of the villain that he dresses yep. up as. Like, he knocks the guy out and he then like causes a public like uh you know like a public tra- tragedy basically yeah. like he attacks yeah. a, par- a christmas parade he like, also destroyed his neighbor's house whether he deserved it or not you no, know that's that's uh you're talking about howard oh yeah i'm talking about both of them both of them yes. are in trouble oh, I, I was, what I was gonna get to. yes they, yeah, they yeah. both are gonna have consequences but myron is definitely gonna be like he's For a sure. par- he's a public pariah i mean this is a guy who had like a public yeah. violent like he attacked a kid he almost yep. like he could have he could have really hurt jamie like guess what the trauma from that is gonna be way worse than the trauma of not getting a doll for your kid for and Christmas. not just the trauma yeah. yeah well the trauma to his kid right <laughs> lost yeah. his dad to prison and not just to Jamie, who was like hanging by a Christmas tree thing, but to all these other kids who are at this thing. I mean, not to tie it to like real events, but remember in Chicago, there was the shooting at that parade, yep. uh, that like Labor Day parade or Fourth of July parade a couple years ago. That's, I mean, yeah. this isn't a shooting, but this is an attack on this parade. Yeah, and all of these wild. people who are there, like yeah. witnessed a potential like massacre happen. Yeah, you, you know, know, essentially. Like it's yeah. so, all of them are also going to be. Um, all of them are gonna gonna have consequences, and then yeah, like you were saying, like Howard, he broke into his neighbor's house, he let a reindeer go loose, he kicked, he almost set the house on fire. Like he's also not just getting off scot free. Destroyed so multiple to- other homes. He actually, this is actually like a really good commentary on the way superhero movies destroy <laughs> buildings willy nilly, like with a man no of consequences. Steel type thing? Yeah. yeah, like a man, he literally man of steals like two different people's apartments during that mm-hmm. fight. When he can't control his jetpack, 
So, oh, true. I wasn't even thinking about the jetpack. Yeah. Like yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. He he goes through like the and like, but it's still. I mean, you know, it's still funny. But no, it, it, it is, is funny. Like, but it's like yeah. it's also like, oh yeah, superhero movies are about to do a lot more of this in mm-hmm. the next fifteen yeah. years. No, it's, it's you know? a good call. It's very prescient in that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's actually like predictive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know we have this cop too that is like he's he's played I think by Robert Conrad. Yeah, he's I don't everywhere. think I've ever seen him in anything else. No, I've never seen him in anything else. Like, he's in a lot of stuff, like just random stuff from the 70s and 80s. But I thought he was yeah. actually really good in this role as like this random cop who keeps having. He keeps coughing up. He yeah, keeps like, like running into Howard, um, yep. you know, and, and getting hurt or having things get screwed up. And like, it's, it's a good running joke through the movie that like Howard just keeps having the bad luck of running into this cop and doing different things like knocking over his bike and spilling coffee on him. Um, yeah. You know, getting this guy blown. You know, the guy gets blown up by the the bomb that, that Myron didn't realize was a bomb. Yep. I mean, his hands are literally blown off. So yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not great. It's not uh, great for the cop. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I you know, this isn't a perfect movie, but I did have a really good time watching it. And I do, as far as holiday movies go, there are certainly worse ones that I think are more highly regarded than this. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, I'm, I think I'm like I am not a fan of Elf, for example. Yeah, I know I think this is better Elf than Elf. Funny. Yeah. Oh, de- for me, it's definitely better than Elf. Yeah. Lucy, where, where do I have this on my? I have this number nine on my uh, top ten Christmas movies. That's, list. that's reasonable. I mean, yeah. depending on which movies you've seen, you know, that's reasonable. Well, and... we've done three of the of mm-hmm. my top ten. We've done It's a Wonderful Life and Home Alone. Those are my top two. Yep. There um, you go. I did The Night Before, which is my number four. I did. I know that you love that pretty, movie. pretty that... good last yeah. year. Um, yeah. And then a movie that I just recently watched, well, last year I watched it, and you and I both watched it. I recommend it to you. It's called Just Another Christmas. That's like the Christmas time yeah, movie. That was really um, fun. I liked that. I have that at number that seven. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I also have uh, Mixed Nuts at number six, which we've also done. <laughs> okay, this is definitely better than Mixed Nuts for me. Yeah, you can, I, I, yeah. I mean, I find Mixed Nuts very charming, but I think I'm kind of alone on that. I think um, you are. Uh, this movie does have a higher letterbox score um, than Mixed Nuts. Just looking at it, this says 2.8, I believe, on Letterboxd, and uh, Mixed Nuts is 2.6. Yeah, I mean, the, the funny thing is, like, I mean, there's also a lot of this movie that is pulling from, like, real-life events around Definitely, how yes. big toys got in the 80s and 90s. I mean, look no further than, like, the Cabbage Patch doll craze of the I, early I, 80s, is, where I would people say this were movie literally was trampled in malls trying to get their hands on Cabbage Patch dolls. For Christmas in like 1982 or 83, like hundreds of people were hurt in malls across America trying to get their hands on ca- on cabbage patch dolls. Yeah, like no, and I was actually just gonna say I'm sh- that this movie was based on Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, but it's actually it. not based on. I this, mean, because that, that was Tickle Me Elmo, right? It was yeah. the same Christmas. So Tickle Me oh, Elmo wow. was Christmas in '96. This movie came out. I don't know what was the release date of this. Like I'm sure it was Christmas in '96. Yeah, November 16th in 1996. Okay, so this movie came out like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Basically a week before the Tickle Me Elmo craze really That's kicked crazy. in, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so it well, is it is really mm-hmm. not that this movie and Tickle Me Elmo were the same year, because if you would have asked me, I would have said, oh, yeah, Tickle Me Elmo was two years before this. And then yeah. they wrote this movie based on Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. So I know you grew up with like Hanukkah instead of Christmas presents, but was there like a present that you were so obsessed with as a kid for Hanukkah that like mm. you you either didn't get or like. You did get, and it was like really memorable, or like what's, what's like, what was your most obsessive kid gift that you can remember? I mean, for me, when I was a kid, I I loved action figures. Um, okay. So 
I had lots of action figures. I feel like it was that or like, I'm sure probably like Nintendo 64, PlayStation, yeah. um, Sega Genesis, like all of those, all video, those game video game systems, systems. or yeah. video games that went with the systems. Like, mm-hmm. but I don't ever remember there was anything that was like, I, like I never wanted, you know, Tickle Me Elmo or Tamagotchi or any of these right. things. Any of were, the big ones. Yeah. No. Like Beanie Babies were a big thing for such a long time. Like, yeah, my brother, but that was more Beanie of a Babies slow fad. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I, like, when I was five or six, like the biggest one that like I got obsessed over was the um giant action set of the Castle Grayskull and Skeletor's Mansion. Mm. So you I I like wanted both and I actually got both one year and just like take the action figures and you make them like jump from Castle Grayskull to the Skeletor Mansion and they do fights and everything. It's awesome. And then there was also like the other big one I can remember is the um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Pizza Mobile that was this like the giant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles carrying van that was called that had like a pizza shooter. Oh yeah, I had that with as well. these little yep. discs. Yeah. I had like the little like side like the yep. side uh chair that came out. Yep, exactly. I had that too. So yeah, yeah those are like big ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same. It was cool to see a Ninja Turtle in the parade of this, even though they couldn't call him a Ninja Turtle. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. I noticed I, I do like one in the parade. I think I really like the way the parade is filmed. It's like very yeah. cheesy. But I love like when the cat in the hat is like waddling down and then the two kids. And the two like, kids to a high five at the cat in the hat. They're like, oh, that cat in the hat. It's like it's very <laughs> unrealistic, but it's like kind, it's like kind of charming so the way that they act. Um, yeah. I also yeah. just love the way Jamie, his obsession with Turbo Man, like in his room, he doesn't yeah. have a lot of Turbo Man stuff. He's got other other things that he's yeah. obsessed with. But he's reading the Turbo Man co- um, comic book. He's eating Turbo Man cereal. He's yeah. got the Turbo Man backpack. His jacket yeah. is even Turbo Man colors. Like he's just like yeah. he's watching. Like it's just like the the kid is very much obsessed with this Turbo Man thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, as is the rest of society, seemingly. Yeah, and it's the same. This is around the same time as the the peak of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers mm-hmm. craze in the mid-90s where, like, this, this this movie is very much in, like, handshake emoji with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's, the 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 movie of Turbo Man is the same style as the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TV yes. show. De- like definitely, the way it yeah. opens, and, like, the the yeah. the like things remind me of the putties from from power rangers so like exactly, it definitely yeah. is based on power rangers power rangers never had this kind of cultural cachet that turbo man does i though. mean they definitely did though they were really really huge in the mid 90s and like people like the there were action figures and the, i think the movies were the biggest thing like the movie mm-hmm. was like a big deal yeah but i still don't i mean it was never like this do you think could you even say what the biggest what the what is the biggest christmas present this year would you have any idea? Because Howard, no, like, I'm not like a, a, kid, as a kid. Like, yeah, I, I would always know, but it doesn't feel like. I mean, I think Nintendo Switch has sort of become the big thing, and that's like, that's been the big thing for like four or five years now. Is the Nintendo Switch, right? Let's see. What's the biggest Christmas present this year? Um, because I remember as a kid thinking like, there is no way that Howard wouldn't know that um, right. you know what Turbo Man is, and it's the biggest. It's right. The yeah. Christmas. But now that a, I'm an now that I'm an adult, I don't really know what the biggest. Yeah, but Christmas if you had a kid who was is. obsessed with the thing, you would know. Yeah, that's you would true. Know, you would, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It um, just shows yeah. that he doesn't listen to his wife or his right, kid. and he's not paying attention <laughs> to his kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, hot. Okay. Popular mechanics. Hottest toy of 2023. Um, Lego Star Wars, Nerf oh, Gun, wow. Play-Doh. Okay, so all the classics. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, Star Wars Legos have been around for, you know, 30 years. and Baby Yoda animatronic. Oh, toy. an animatronic yeah. Baby Yoda. That's Nintendo cool. Switch Lite. Yep, yeah. So you got Nintendo Switch. Walkie Talkies. I can't imagine kids with walkie talkies again. What? I don't know. That's what it says. What kids uh, are what kids are playing with walkie talkies? Well, this is popular mechanics. So this might have been written by Jim Crumley. Oh, um, uh, okay. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, he works for uh, Gadget. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I had something else I was going to point out about this movie that yeah. I wanted to. Do you think this movie like? Do you think this movie was filmed? In the wintertime, or did this look like this was in California? No, this looked like snow. a California winter where it was, like, fake snow everywhere. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're they're supposed to be running down icy streets and sidewalks, but they're never mm-hmm. actually slipping. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's definitely felt it takes like place this was, in, speaking of Jim Crumley, it in takes Minnesota. place in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. In the, yeah, um, they go to the Mall of America, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I want to say, I want to say there's a, like, I want to say the beginning of Total Recall is also shot in the Mall of America. Because I think he uh, jumps off that same escalator. Oh, could I feel in like the he, same way? Yeah, yeah, he might have been in a mall when he finds out about like the Total Recall program. I yeah, don't that's what I mean. Sure. And he like he tries to get out of there and he jumps off the escalator and lands on the table. Mm, I think it's yeah. I think it's the same shot. Oh, interesting. Total Recall. That's yeah. a good callback to Total Recall. Good recall yeah. back. Even um, though I haven't watched Total Recall recently, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. You know. Um, one of the things I really like is, uh, so they go to, when they go to the like warehouse with mm. the fake, with the Santas where they say, oh yeah, we can get you like one of these like underground turbo men. Um, yeah. and like, I love when, when the Santa, the Santa played by Jim Belushi knocks on the door and he does the jingle bells, Batman jingle bells smells as the password. There yeah, were so many and, Simpsons references in this film that like made me laugh or things that reminded me of the Simpsons, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's any writers that were shared between the two. Because um, yeah, the, the, but but when he mm-hmm. when the the cops bust right, he he fights he fights the giant. He yep. knocks all the guys out. The cops bust in. Just so happens the cops are there to bust like this like um, counterfeiting ring where they have all right. these counterfeit toys. And I love that Howard's way to get out of it. And uh, very you know call back to. Um, to Midnight Run is he yep. takes the badge and he pretends to be a cop and he's like yep. this is the exactly. sorriest bust I've ever seen. Uh, I just thought that was like a that was like a very fun way for him to get out of there and then the cops are just like oh yep yep all right that's that makes yep. sense get out of here yeah um, and I, I uh, actually do think Arnold is like this is yet another example of like people make fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger but I think that he's like really trying in this film and he's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like as the right. dis, like disgruntled dad who's like just trying to do the right thing for his kid, like he's pretty good in this, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is this yeah. a good time to talk about the post credit scene? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the movie ends. They go through the whole credits. Um, I bet I'm one of like ten people who's ever watched this post credit scene because yeah. I feel like who's sitting through the credits of this movie. Uh, and we we go to Christmas night on their house. We come in on their house. It is snowing like crazy. So we, now we're getting this Minnesota winter yep. and Howard is putting the star. Howard finally gets to put the star on top of the Christmas tree, which uh, apparently is very important to him. And I, I had noted that, like we said last week, like, does Arnold ever kiss any of his female co-stars in movies? Like, in he's always he like not. a very, he does not. Uh, he's a very chaste actor, um, mm. right? He's, uh, he doesn't kiss his wife at the end of this. Well, he does kiss. He does kiss Rita Wilson, his wife, um, after he puts this, after he puts the star down, uh, Liz, Aww. his wife, Liz. Uh, so he gives her a big smooch. And then she says, you know, Howard, you went through all this work to get Jamie his, his present. I, I would like, you did a great job. I can't wait to see what you got me. And then, and then, and then Howard it, looks at the camera and we cut. 
because um, he didn't get his wife anything. So that's, I know, that's, like a, that's actually hilarious. like a very fun stinger. It's a better way to. It's definitely a better way to end the movie than Howard yeah. being carried off like Rudy uh, yeah. by all the people at the parade. For sure. For sure. Yep. So. That's. I feel like I have seen that. Like that's ringing a bell now that I. Now that you oh, mentioned it, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very funny, and it makes mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of sense for this character. Like it's the well, sort it's of nice ending. It's the sort of consequential ending that, like, these sort of movies never really, like, reckon with. Like, because mm-hmm. the singular focus is what to get for the kid the whole time, you know? And nobody ever thinks about, like, the adults getting each other or anything. Well, what did Liz get for Howard? Besides a big smooch. That she Raising his idea. son? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like other... I mean, like... They do have a nice, like, suburban life. I, yeah. I really like the way that their house, like, their house, again, just feels like it does. It it obviously feels like it's set because there's so much, like, uh, Turbo Man stuff. But I love that living room. Like, the living room just yeah. looks like a nice place to, like, relax and hang out. Like, that sunken in living room where, where we see Jamie watching TV. And, like, their For kitchen sure. is nice. Like, they, I don't know. They just have, like, a nice suburban house. Yeah, um, it's classic. With a neighborhood that has, like, a big Christmas party, you know, where people yep. are drinking eggnog and petting reindeer. No. Did you know reindeer have teeth? Did not. No. Yeah. I thought deer, I thought they were herbivores, so I didn't think that they had teeth. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm sorry. Herbivores have teeth. They just don't eat meat. <laughs> true. I, Most yeah, herbivores probably have teeth. They just uh, use them to true. munch on leaves instead of meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Instead of, instead <laughs> of, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you're an herbivore. You have teeth. <laughs> I, I have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have nipples, Greg. Can you, can exactly. You That's what I was going yeah. for, yes. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. What else? Oh, I guess I can tell the story of how I watched this movie. I haven't even yeah, told that story. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. All right. So this is a, kid, this is a kid's Christmas movie that I like as an adult. Um, one of my friends has two kids. They are six and four. Mm-hmm. And so I, I messaged him on Friday. I didn't have anything to do Friday night. I said, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? Want to do a movie night? I have to watch Jingle All the Way for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, my friend said, my friend, he's not very responsive, but eventually he said, sure. Um, I, what I didn't realize was they were going to show up at my door and uh, they gave me about five minutes notice that they were coming here. I thought we were going to go to their house, right? I was uh, not prepared gotcha. to have gas. My place was a mess. I yeah. was not showered. Um, <laughs> so I, I quickly hopped in the shower. They came over. Um, the kids had, I don't think kids had ever been to my place. So they're like opening every door in my apartment and like picking up <laughs> everything. And yeah. like moving stuff. And I was just so like, let's all right, go well. to Uncle Zach's. Right. I was like, well, I wish you guys would have given me some notice. You were coming. I would have gotten snacks. I'm like, I have beer here, but I have nothing your kids can drink. I don't really have anything to eat. Um, I may, I, I air popped some popcorn, which they got all nice. over my floor. And um, yeah. we sat down and watched the movie. The four-year-old was transfixed by the whole movie. I don't know if he understood what was happening, but he, right. he like, sat there totally attentive. The six-year-old would, every time there was like any sort of physical like um like physical comedy like uh head trauma people falling he had like a total freak out he really wow. could not handle it. and before this movie started i was gonna be like oh when are you gonna show the kids home alone when the movie ended i was like uh yeah you gotta wait Never. a little while before yeah. you show home alone <laughs> the, at least to one of the kids um, wow, that's wild yeah so he was having a during the movie he was like crying and having a meltdown like i i felt really bad i was like i didn't know this i thought this movie would be like fun for the kids yeah. um but then Oops. by the end the parade scene he started watching it, and then movie entity goes, I love that. Wow. I was very confused. I was like, That's you love that? I was like, you were crying the whole time, but I'm glad that you liked it. Um, and I, I did I did text my friend the next day, and I said, any any nightmares over uh, Jingle All the Way? And he said, no, I don't think so, but we watched 
Uh, we watched Polar Express tonight, and he also couldn't handle Polar Express. Well, he's just a sensitive child. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Also, Polar Express Express is kind of freaky if you've seen it. It's so Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I've had it on my list since it arrived on Hulu. It's on Hulu Uh, now. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Well, any. What what else? I mean, I I like I like how like 1996 this is. Like, there's so much involving payphones in this movie. Yeah. Um. Last week we talked about Arnold's costume. Like he's wearing that like yellow t-shirt, right? And like turning yeah, pale. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. In bed the the night before he has to go out to buy, to buy the Turbo Man, he's wearing a 1996 Atlanta Olympics t-shirt, which I just <laughs> thought was a very cool shirt. So That's two right. for two on Arnold with very good t-shirts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always keep your promises if you want to keep your friends. Brennan, there I feel you like go. you subscribe to the Turbo Man model. I do. I do. I try to. Um, or at least mm-hmm. I try to. I I'm a very like you know don't don't say you're gonna do something you you don't plan on doing you know. It's a good motto. Yeah. Yeah. Always keep your promises if you want to keep yeah. your friends. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's the pot. I mean, we've kept our promises every week. We do a podcast uh, almost yeah. exactly every single week. We've missed like one or two. I or four promise. Years, and we've made it up. Yeah. Yeah. We promise we'll be back here next week. Um, did you notice who the radio DJ was played by? Oh yeah, that's Martin Mole from Clue. Um, yep. Colonel Mustard. mustard. Um, that, oh, yeah, this was the other thing I was going to mention. Um, actually, I was going to say I'll do something else for my one last thing. But um, I got really confused at the cast list when I looked at this because you have Martin Mole as the radio DJ and Richard Mole, M-O-L-L, as one of the security guards. And Richard Mole, you'll recognize – some people will recognize as um, – oh, what was his name? Uh, in Night Bull from Night Court. So oh, okay, I've you have Richard Mole, you have Richard Mole and Martin Mole, both in the hmm. series. Yeah, I thought that was very funny. Um, yeah, he plays Dementor. Yeah. So. The Dementor. Um, hmm Yeah, did we talk? I mean, what do you think of Rita Wilson as the um as the wife character? I think she's story? great. I mean, I think she's she's a good actress. She's a great second banana. Um, you know, she's great. Like. She's not given that much to do as most female characters aren't in these type of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really Just love her scene. Cookies with... and get hit on by exactly. By I, I really Hartman. love her scene with Phil Hartman in the car where she just slugs him with the giant jar of eggnog. It's really mm-hmm. fantastic. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. she gets to take out um, Phil Hartman's character, which I appreciate mm-hmm. rather than it being Ted, Howard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than Howard being the one to take out Ted, it's her, which I appreciate. You know, give mm-hmm. her some agency in this whole story, please. Yeah. Hey, you get your damn hands off her. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's I. Uh, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I like Rachel. Yeah, I, I think I think she's good. She's clearly yeah. very good at baking cookies. Mm, these cookies. Mm-hmm. I know you like the cookie. Put the cookie put, down. Put the cookie I laughed down. a lot. Yeah, I can like put that. the cookie down too. Yeah, you you have been quoting that all week. Um, yeah. And yeah, Phil Hartman and Sinbad both. I thought both very yeah. funny. Uh, Great. Different types of roles. Um, yep. Nice to see them in a movie again. They yep. might come up in another movie together. Yeah, they might. So. They might. Um, yeah. Um, it's yeah. Did you notice like, who the Toy Store clerk was? That. Chris Parnell, my friend. Yeah, future SNL alumni. Chris Parnell. Yeah, I don't know. I don't when think he, he was on SNL, SNL yet at that point. In '96. Uh, nope. '98 is when yeah, he started on. Okay. On SNL. Yeah. Speaking of Channing Tatum, he's also in 21 Jump Street. Yep. Uh, Chris Parnell is. Chris Parnell is. I was like, oh wait. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, he plays Mr. Gordon in 21 Jump Street. Got you. Got you. I'm assuming that's like a teacher or principal. The one or the other. 
Cool. Uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, oh, why don't we get a feedback and see? What do you think the schedule of this movie? We have a we have a work Christmas party on Christmas Eve. Still doesn't make any sense to me. And the, no, the, the, these the timelines of these type of movies, you know, don't often make a lot of sense. You know, with Christmas, mm-hmm. I mean, office Christmas party, I think, was also a Christmas Eve Christmas party. Like it's there's something about like movies feel like a Christmas movie needs to be set on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Even if like it doesn't necessarily well, I guess happen. actually it's the it's Christmas Eve Eve is when the party is right because yeah that's true. Howard's Eve, hunt yeah. for Turbo Man is on Christmas Eve. That's true. Yep. Right. Um, it is. So yeah, it's Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. yeah. So we never actually see Christmas Day on this in this no. movie. Yeah. And even the scene that we get at night is like the night of Christmas Eve. Right. The night. The night of Christmas. Uh, yeah. And I guess we could get we could get an immediate sequel where then Howard is going on Christmas Day trying to find a gift for his wife. Oh, good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> an immediate, you know, media res sequel. Yep. So, um, all right. Yeah. Now I think that uh, we can get feedback and everything else um, about this. I was going to look and see uh, Brian Levent, who directed this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Funny filmography. He did this. He did the Flintstones, Beethoven. Yep. So the mid '90s were very kind. Every two years in the mid '90s. Yeah, fun. Yeah, fun, for the, kind of yeah, fun mm-hmm. for the whole family. Yeah, fun for the whole family. Yeah. He also did Problem Child 2. Oh, oh my God. Um, I always liked Problem Child 2 when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I That's uh, another star, co-starring another actor who passed away way too young, and John Ritter. John Ritter, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Ritter and Phil Hartman are like similar sensibilities. Mm. For sure. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, that's what I was going to look up. The writer, Randy Cornfield. I was going to look at and see if he had written for The Simpsons. It doesn't say he did. He did write Eight-Legged Freaks is the other movie mm. he wrote. So he didn't write much. Jingle all the way in eight legged freaks. I wonder if this is there's probably some production tidbits. Like I wonder if Randy Cornfield wrote this movie a long time, you know, and was like constantly trying to get this made for years. Could um, be. be. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to feedback. But before we get to feedback, we're gonna look at the box office, and it opened at November twenty second, nineteen ninety six. Opened at number four. Nice. What do you think? November 22nd, is that prime weekend to open for a Christmas movie? No, I think you should open a week later and closer to Thanksgiving. It's uh, my, it's now my you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, right around Black Friday. I, I feel like um, this was probably the week, you know, November 22nd, so we're probably, yeah, the week before yeah. Thanksgiving when this came yeah. out. The number one movie in the box office also came out that week. That was Star Trek First Contact. Yep. That's the one after Generations? You Yeah, uh, before, I believe. Yeah. Before? Oh, I thought it was. I thought Generations. Oh was yeah, the you're first, right. Like, Generations was first. Track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, You'll be a you're similar. Losing your, you're losing your nerd card, Brendan. Yeah, I'm losing my nerd card. Well, I'm not um, as big of a trekkie, but yeah. Yeah, first first contact knocked Space Jam out of the number. That's it's crazy. Space Jam and Jingle All the Way both in theaters at the same time because those movies seem like there's something similar. I guess they're both there's like cartoony. Yeah. They're yeah. IP and the cartoons and yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't mention all the like. The, the cartoon cameos in that parade. I mean, you had Madeline and Paddington and Snoopy and was know, there, there Paddington? Gumby. Yeah, I, I saw notice. Paddington, saw Gumby. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Basically, I mean, whatever I IP Paddington characters. Yeah, whatever mm. IP characters they could get, I think they put in that parade. Yeah. Mm, they couldn't get Frosty the Snowman, so there was just a Jack Frost and a snow globe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all said a Barbie. Or at least yeah, like, I see it, a Barbie. It yeah. was, I don't I know if it was Barbie actually. Was called, I don't know if it was called Barbie, but it was a pink car. She's called Barbie, Barbie in the cast list. So okay, right. yeah. Um, well, the the top the you know top ten the box office this week. So we have Star Trek: First Contact, Space Jam: Ransom at number yep. three, 
you know, another one with, about a father doing anything he can for his son. Yep. Um, might actually be a good connection to next week. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but then we can uh, yeah, ju- close, close out the year with high and low. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yep. Um, and yeah, good point. Uh, number four, Jingle All the Way. As I said, the mirror has two faces, which I think was um, Barbara Streisand. Yes. Um, and Jeff yeah. Bridges. Maybe? That sounds right. Yep. Yeah, uh, right. Number six, a movie that we've done on this podcast already. Set it off way back in season oh, yeah. one. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Set it off in theaters. Another movie that we've done in this podcast, uh, number seven movie, was Romeo and Juliet. Ah. So we've done three movies from the Probably top Probably towards 10. the end of its run. Yeah. Um, this was only week four, actually. Oh, wow. It had already dropped yeah. that far by week four. Uh, yeah. It was five the week. It was in fifth place the week before and the seventh place this week. Uh, the English Patient at number eight. Sleepers at number nine, first Wives wow. Club at number ten, um, and a couple other notable movies at number twelve in its twenty-first week of release. So this is carrying on from the summer Independence Day. Wow, um, that's wild. Number fourteen, twenty-seventh week of release, also carrying on from summer run is uh, Mission Impossible. I can't believe that it's those movies are still in theaters. That's wild. Yeah, Mission that Impossible doesn't happen 30, anymore. Yeah, Mission Impossible only had 37 theaters at that point. Ah, uh, so um, it was probably... And actually, it must have gotten re-released because it says it was up 33 theaters from the week before. Got it. So uh, it must have been a limited re-release. Yeah. Yeah, and this is... I mean, this is way down in number. This is only averaged yeah. uh, $454. Yeah. It's probably like a second-run theater thing. Yeah, oh yeah. And then it's like, because we used to have those second-run theaters when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, like it used to be called the dollar cinema when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, you'd ride by yep. and it would have stuff that was out, like, the the... The spring before and you're seeing it in the fall because it's at the yeah it's like the dollar it's theater. like you can yeah you can see it right before it was out on video basically it's going to be released yeah. Yeah. yeah um another one that probably is the same type of thing it's in 27 theaters so you're probably right these are second run theaters uh the rock also at number oh, 16 yeah. that week so welcome to the rock so yeah, some good Stadium stuff in in theaters uh let's see the week after so this is thanksgiving week uh number one movie in the theaters was uh 101 dalmatians the week after yeah which came out yeah that so. makes sense too yeah yep all right. Yeah, that uh, was listener a mm-hmm. Yeah, listener feedback. Kicking things off with Olin. He says, my favorite part was Myron's impassioned tirade against capitalism and commercialization mm-hmm. of the Christmas season. Totally right on he was. Um, there you go. Yeah, I do think that's like that. Like some of this, yeah. the commentary on like the commercialization of Christmas and like the things people will do for a plastic toy. Um, yeah. And that that's not what matters, right? What matters was the memory he got with his dad at the end. Yep. Uh, this yeah. is my commentary on what Owen said. I think that's the stuff that makes this movie kind of timeless. So Yeah, for um, sure. And Owen continues, but overall, it is a fun, nonsense film to nitpick, such as below. Oh, here we go. He's got some yep, nitpicks. Yeah, there you go. After the initial store run for Turbo Man, which is indicated by the film to set at 2 p.m. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so two p- after 2 p.m., Howard goes across town to America's Mall. He, he, you mean a Mall of America to nitpick what you called it. Uh, after attempts there, he heads to a scam uh, to the Santa's warehouse. Mm-hmm. Car loses fuel, and he has to slowly roll it over a long bridge to a diner. Chats with Myron there for a bit after calling his son. They run a few blocks to a radio station. Then after a while there, he goes back uh, to the truck at the diner, waits mm-hmm. there for the tow truck, backs out, uh, back to the suburbs where he breaks and enters Ted's house, Sets the front room on fire and breaks the window. After all that, not only Howard, but also Ted, who has to deal with his ruined house, go back to the city amidst the parade traffic. What must be at least 8 p.m. if I'm generous, and it is the most gracious, full, most glorious, full-on midday bright sunshine 
on Christmas Eve in the Twin Cities. Great fun to pick apart. And Liz was certainly better off with Ted. Ooh, better off Ted. All right. Whoa, um, definitely not. Ted's a creep, man. That's a that's a hot take. Yeah. Uh, knowing it's a piece of nonsense, a, po- a solid 3.5. So high score. Uh, yeah, Ted, Ted, Ted's a creep. And I, I, I think that the timeline is interesting. And I agree. Like, these films all sort of feel like this type of film is like you have to just throw the logic of time and space out the window. Mm-hmm. Because there's, I think that there's no way that this movie could have started at 2 p.m. It had to have started at like 8 a.m. I also yeah. feel like, I mean, I guess there is the 2 p.m. thing, but in my, yeah, in my mind, yeah. he leaves in the morning. He's not, at the, yeah. he's he's outside for like when the store opens at 9 a.m., right? Like Yeah, exactly. He's trying to get to the parade by 2 p.m., which is the yeah, time the parade I feel like, starts. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really like 8 a.m. to 2 p.m is the time of the movie but that's still a really short amount of time for everything that howard for all these through. things to happen yeah, especially like right. i mean minneapolis isn't like a tiny town but it's not a huge town mm-hmm. i don't know yeah um yeah I, d- I definitely think like this is you this is a movie that you it's graded on a different scale than sure. a like high quality film like you you know you're watching with this sure yeah, yeah, yeah all right um and this was uh, Olin and Alex O combined to suggest this was the this is yep. an Alex Olin suggestion. Alex Olin, yeah. Yep. Nice. All right. Uh, Ron writes it. It says, "Not a fan of Christmas movies. The cliches and obnoxious characters don't help this movie either. Did enjoy picking up the movie references scattered throughout the movie, though. Two stars from Ron. So yeah, we had a few different um." movie references with the characters and, you know, references to other Arnold films as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun movie to just sort of, like, point at the screen and be like, he did that before in this movie, you know? Yeah. Especially with some of the cameos, too. Yeah, I will be sure. interested to see if some of these references that Ron is mentioning pop up in his suggestions later. Could be. All right. Um, Jenny, the music teacher. I've always been a fan of Phil Hartman. His life was ended way mm. too soon. This movie is my favorite Hartman performance, even though it's one of those anxiety-inducing movies. I watch it every year for him. Oh, nice. Well, glad that Jenny likes this one. Three and a half stars from Jenny. Yeah, three and a half stars from Jenny. That's solid. Yeah, it's pretty good. And Mm -hmm. Alex O, speaking of, is going to close us out, and he says, I had never seen the full movie all at once. Wow, is it an extra unhinged when you watch it all together. The scene with the... A ball of show tune singing Grifter Santas culminating in a police raid is the peak of insanity, even more so than Sinbad almost killing a kid over an action figure or Arnold's feud and eventual make up beer drinking with Phil Hartman's pet reindeer. I don't hate this, but even the laugh out loud moments don't redeem some of the other parts. Two and a half stars from Ron. Alex. Alex, I mean, sorry. That's two and a half stars from Alex. So. From Ron, um, Alex. So. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, we, yeah. The sharing the beer with the reindeer was funny. With all the stuff like that's like a very cartoonish. All the stuff with yeah. the reindeer. Um, I mean, in my mind, when they probably wrote this movie, this guy that we don't know when he wrote this and yeah. how long he tried to pitch it. Like, I do feel like he was just like, oh, let's let's come up with like five or six like funny scenarios that this guy could get into right. trying to like uh, trying to chase down this toy. And then we'll just string them together into one movie. 
exactly. that's probably why, like tying back to Olin's feedback, why he does so much stuff in such a short amount of time. Yep. Yeah, it's like, okay, let's, it's like you have the idea of what if Arnold Schwarzenegger punches out a reindeer, and then you write the scene around that. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. have the end, you have the end note as the idea, like the climax of the scene as the initial idea, and then you have to back write what would lead up to Arnold punching a reindeer. Right. Oh, you know? okay. So we so have it's... we have Ted bringing the reindeer in for the neighborhood festival, like the neighborhood right. party where they drink eggnog right. together. Exactly. So that uh, that gets written in after whether it makes yeah. sense or not. Like, oh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a factory of Santas that have fake toys that right. You know, like they're gonna bust. But I don't know. I mean, the, I do think like one of the one of the things, and maybe I could just move on to my score um, as we're talking about this. Look, one of the things that is a little yeah, bit of a flaw of this movie is like it is Arnold's movie. Right. It oh, is like for sure. yeah, we yeah. have other characters and we have like the the um comedic like the comic relief, you know, in Sinbad and Fahartman. But they're both like especially I noticed on this watch, like how much I enjoyed Sinbad and how mm. little Myron is really in this movie yeah. um until that last scene. Like we get them together, but I, I just I wish a little bit this movie was more like them working against each other, but then sometimes them working together, right? Like they, yeah. I wish, like I, I wish they, they them... leaned into the working together a little more. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're like a dynamic duo, not like um, they could have leaned into the midnight run of it all mm-hmm. with yeah. them being like opposites and or actually the, working together. Or the together place trains and automobiles, yeah. right? Or the Where they're, they're stuck together, yeah. but they have like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. no, I, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of wish that we had uh, we had more of that, um, yep. them working together. I agree. So, um, but overall, I think, yeah, I think it's very fun. It's, it's like, I'm going to give this four stars. It is not okay. on, on par with the other four stars, but I do think like for me, it's tr- a tremendously rewatchable Christmas movie. It's very fun. Nice. Um, I, you know, I wish I could have asked the kids if they would have given it a thumbs up or thumbs down. Although the one out of yeah. freak out said he loved it by the end. Well, um, and I do think like it, it captures, it captures the zeitgeist of 1996, the uh, payphones and the like running to the store, like going to the mall. Yep. Like it's all stuff that like doesn't really, you know, like a lot of that stuff doesn't exist anymore. The Woody van I thought was very yeah. funny. It was a very good callback to, you know, childhood and seeing the Woody vans. Um, sure. And yeah, I just, it, I don't know. This is like a little bit of a nostalgia score, but I'm giving this a four. Fair enough. I mean, you can't, yeah. I mean, I, and I understand like if I had, I think if I were, the same age as you and I saw this when it first came out like mm-hmm. if I were like 12 or 13 when this came out I probably would have loved this movie a lot more than seeing it for the first time you know as a late stage teenager or early adult when I the first time I saw it um and I do appreciate it more than I probably did back when I first saw it I think I'm like right in between where Jenny is and where uh Alex O is like I I did laugh a lot. I did have a really good time watching it. It's not a perfect movie and but I it's above average. And so I'm going to I'm going to give it a 3. Um nice. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm like right at a 3. I think that this is a really good example of a rewatchable holiday movie that isn't necessarily like the best holiday movie ever made, but you're not going to be mad you watched it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not mad that we watched it. You know? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's hard to. It's a it's a fun movie. It's also I I'm looking back in my mixed nuts scores three and a half, but I have mixed nuts yeah. higher on my list of Christmas movies. There so it's go. just like the, you know the, sometimes the math just doesn't quite add up all the yep. time. Because I do think I like mixed nuts for a Christmas movie. I think mixed nuts does. I don't know. There's something about it that I like. I like that better. Yeah. I also think like both have like fun soundtracks of like Christmas mm-hmm. needle drops. Um, 
And I think this is like, there's a cynical way to look at this movie that's just like, oh, they wanted to just like get all of these popular actors into a movie and just try to make money, which like, I'm assuming this didn't make that much money since it opened at four and never really raised up much from it. But no, it didn't. Um, yeah, it's better than a Hallmark Christmas movie for sure. For sure. I mean, it's better than a lot of Christmas movies I've seen. Um, it's better than like the um, two sequels to uh, A Christmas Story. Like, you know, I never any the of one, the, I like, didn't see the one that came out last year. Is it no good? I mean, it's fine, but this is better. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this is. Uh, oh, uh, wait, we're at we're at three point two nine overall, which will be a three point five on Letterbox. So there you yes. go. Cool. Not bad. Above average. What was our listener? I don't know if I, I think I cut off the listener average. What was that? Uh, 2.875 for the listeners. Okay. Yeah. Low listener average. So I'm, I'm pulling us up to a three and a half. Pulling it up. Yep. There yep. you go. All right. Uh, Brendan, who's your hero of the movie? <sighs> I think I got to give it to Turbo Man. Oh, he's the yeah, number he's, one toy of the year. He saves the day. He's everybody's hero. Uh, I'm going to give it to Turbo Man. How many Turbo Man movies do you think there have been in this world since 1996 uh, like live action you know like yeah is three, that, like, uh, i'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say three i'm gonna okay. say three yeah yeah um i mean Just this like is 96 short. this is yeah. almost 30 years ago this is 27 years ago um i feel like we've gotten this is like superman where we've gotten a bunch of re- or like batman really like we've got yeah. a bunch of reboots i don't think we ever got the dark and gritty turbo man probably um yeah but, but the the thing is that Captain America also exists in this universe, and I don't think Turbo Man is the is a hero that's on the level of a Captain America. So if he got if he had like a I don't think he's like Superman levels of a superhero. I think he's much more the like he like he's a much more radioactive man from the yeah, Simpsons uh-huh, yeah. than like an actual hero. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean. It's really hard between all three. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to give it to Phil Hartman. Just because nice. I, I, this Phil Hartman performance is like, you know, Sinbad is just kind of playing Sinbad. But yeah. Phil Hartman is just doing like a this sleazy character that um, I, I love when he's eating the cookies and he burns his mouth and he like turns to the dark. He's like, he's like uh, Gollum where he goes like from nice Ted to like, shut up kids. Like, yeah. <laughs> just let yeah, yeah, yeah. Also like not very so smart of him to yell at the kids when Liz is in the house. Oh, and yeah, can, like, yeah. Hear him. But that's yeah. like one of those logical things. Um, yeah, I liked his when I, I liked the like all the stuff where he's filming the karate at the beginning, like oh, yeah, just yeah. like the perfect dad on the surface, right? Like all the all yeah. the divorced moms want him yeah. um, in the neighborhood. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. And Phil Hartman is just yeah, I agree. I, he's I love very perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he's my favorite part of. There's a. Um, I think we probably talked about this SNL sketch when we did. It's a Wonderful Life. Um, where he plays Uncle Billy in the real ending of It's a Wonderful Life SNL. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. And last if you year. if anybody is, hasn't seen that, you should go back and watch that. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's um, hilarious. I Colin Blow is always my favorite. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He also does a great Sinatra, the Sinatra group. Yeah, he's <laughs> Phil Hartman was just a master. Yeah, yeah, he's good. good he's stuff. great in the Wayne's World movies when he pops up. He's great. Yeah, I feel in, like now you know, he would be played by like Jason Sudeikis would play that. Yeah, character. yeah, I could see Sudeikis. Yeah, Sudeikis. <laughs> Um, nice. All right. Nice. Uh, connection. Nice. So I wrote down a bunch of title connections. Um, what do you like? All I, right. So, I just thought of Jingle on the Run. Jingle on the Run. Okay. So I had Run Run Rudolph as the first okay. one that came to mind. Also, or like a variation of that could be Run Run Arnold, because like Run. You know, oh like, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Run Run Arnold. And then the other one that I came up with, which is a play on the uh, remember Hey Arnold. Yeah. 
Slay Arnold. Slay like Arnold. Slay, like, yeah. I like Slay Arnold. I like that. All right. We'll yeah, do let's that. do it. All right. I like it. Yep. So, I, this is the, this is like one of those movies so where like I had a ton of title connections come to come to mind right Good from the beginning. I, um, I, and before we talk about connections to Running Man, I did have yeah. some news about Running Man that popped into my uh, feed this Uh-oh. week. What's that? Edgar Wright is working on a remake to Running Man. Oh yeah, did he do the remake to Total Recall to you? Or no, some... I, I don't think he did. Oh okay, because um, yeah, that's fantastic. I love that idea. That's great. Yeah. So um, it, this is, it sounds like this one will be a little bit more based on the book okay. than, uh, than gotcha. the movie that we watched. Um, yep. And apparently the book is set in 2025. And I would yes. imagine we mentioned that last week. Yeah. yeah. If he's just now like getting into to work on this, I would imagine that um, the movie will be coming out in 2025. The yeah, Edgar that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Um, so, yeah. So I saw this on Screen Rant last night and I wanted to make sure that I noted that. Um, Because we did not have a chance to mention that. I don't know if that news came out over the last week. I wasn't able to figure out or if we just missed it last week when we were talking about the movie. I don't recall. Yeah. All right. Um, Connections to last week. So we got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, we got Arnold. We got the ridiculous costumes. We have the, you know, cadre of super villains that try to take down our hero. He's running a lot. professional wrestlers. Yeah, including Um, professional wrestlers. mm -hmm. Yep. And I think Sinbad played a football player in multiple movies, too. And we have football players playing the Slayers in last week. So, there you mm, go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, what else? I didn't have too much. I mean, like, just now. kind of the commentary on consumerism. On consumerism and movies. commercialism. And, mm-hmm. ra- like, um, audience audience rage. Like, mob mentality. Yeah, mob mentality. like, you have the whole mob mm-hmm. mentality with the people trying to get into the store and rip each other apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, a lot of that. Good. Yeah. Uh, connections to other movies from this year. I mean, we had lots of running and, you know, the the whole thing about trying to get a single thing done before a holiday with planes, trains, and automobiles. Yep. Um, And, you know, wacky, wacky side characters that you meet along the way. Including we, we a cop gone. that pulls you over. Um, yep. Multiple times. Yep. Um, we did have a – we had – Howard say I'm your father of course saying yep. it to the actor who will go ahead go and play Anakin Skywalker yeah good point so tying that yep. to um which one did we do <laughs> Return Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. yes um yeah. and there's also the line I'll get you in your little doll too I think yep. um I think that uh Myron says that I believe yep. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yep. yeah, call back to Wizard. Or, yep. you know, uh, we're uh, also connected to Last Crusade because we have the strained relationship between a father and his son. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Henry Jones, uh, senior and junior in that one. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, uh, wasn't there a movie that was in the in theaters that we, did we want to just talk about? Or was that, or was that not this year? No, I guess that wasn't this year. No. 96 movie. Um, and then also, like... Uh, American Psycho, another commentary on commercialism. Mm-hmm. On commercialism, commercialism. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, and movie map. Uh, I said E.T. Because it's all about a kid whose, like, parents are neglectful of him. And he, like, is obsessed with this one thing. And, yeah, it's, like, all about a, the trauma experienced from your parents through a kid's eyes. Mm-hmm. So you have the Jake Lloyd character instead of Elliot. Yeah. Yeah, that one's from the kid's perspective. This is from the adult's perspective. Yep. Um, I'm just going to go kind of the, the lazy one. I'm going to move movie map la- back to last year's episode 50, which is the family man, yep, uh, father trying to correct the sins that he's done on Christmas. Yep. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, yep. Nice. Um, I mean, I guess uh, Romeo and Juliet, I think, was the one I was thinking of that was out in theaters at the same time. But that was last year. Yeah, that was last year. Yep. Cool. All right. One last thing. 
Uh, do I have any more one last things? I think I kind of went through them all. I mean, it is like really obvious that the Turbo Man costume is based on the costume of Radioactive Man from The Simpsons. It's pretty much the same oh, really? costume. Um, and Bart actually like gets to play Radioactive Man's sidekick in an audition in an episode of The Simpsons. And uh, yeah, it's pretty great. And this you was know, a Ray, Fox movie. This Rainor, was a 20th century uh, Fox movie as well. Yeah. Uh, Rainier Wolfcastle, who's the actor on The Simpsons behind um, Radioactive Man, is, you know, a parody of Arnold Schwarzenegger. So yeah. there you go. Um, this movie was produced by Chris Columbus as well, mm-hmm. speaking of. Uh, and didn't he – he directed Home Alone, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he um, wrote Home Alone. No, he did direct Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. he wrote – he, he directed John Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, John Hughes wrote Home Alone. Chris Columbus wrote Gremlins, though, which is interesting. And Christmas with the Cranks. Um, interesting. So he's written a couple of Christmas, Christmas movies. Yeah, Dark Christmas Tales. Yeah. Um, my one last thing, and this might be stepping on a movie that's on your list. Um, right. And uh, But you had messaged me about this, mm. and I also had this on my list. But the, it's funny, the ties from this movie to The Room. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we have Howard calling people and saying, you're my favorite customer, you're, you're my, my favorite customer. customer. Uh, yeah. he's, I think he says to the reindeer, hi, doggy, um, yeah. or something along those lines. He does say hi, doggy. Yeah, yeah. and then the uh, the references to being a chicken, being called yeah. the chicken. I don't know if Tommy Wiseau was a big fan of Jingle All the Way. He I mean, must have been. He might have been writing The Room and watching this movie because there are like, yeah. lines and things like that that he pulls. Also, I, do, I feel like Arnold's accent is like, Sort of like Tommy Wiseau is that weird, mysterious accent that makes yeah. like you can't really place. Um, exactly. Kind of yeah. So. No. I love it. That's my one last thing. Good no job. Room. Good job. I'm oh. glad I did stuff on that on the pod. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one other thing. That sorry, I know I do. Please. Yeah, no, 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 no. Is it, uh, <laughs> Howard's car is yes. like for how much he works, it's like this weird, like shitty SUV that gets yeah. robbed. But I really love the seat where like this like velvet fur covered. Um, just like a, a very random detail when when Ted is talking to Howard and he's in the car, yeah. it's like those seats, look, those look like they would just get gross and smelly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Brendan, should we set off the bomb and find out what we're going to be watching next for episode What's 51? What's our penultimate episode? Oh, my God. Pen- oh, man, penultimate episode. We uh, love a penultimate episode. All right. Well, leading us off is Olin. Kicks us off. Bad Santa. Yep. Store Santa and his elves have some nefarious schemes. Yes. Yep. Um, I also was thinking that the elf actor was the same elf actor in nah. as in Bad Santa, but it is not. Nope. Uh, Scrooged. Yep. Cold open of a TV show was the main inspiration in this film about a man who neglects those close around him it's and Christmas in pursuit of his career. Yes. Yep. Also about commercialism at Christmas. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, Scrooge was on my list, so it's a good it's a good poll. I like Scrooge Also a starring a uh, SNL alumni. Famous alumni, yeah, famous SNL alumni. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this was one on my list. This one I actually added to my list as we were talking. Sleepless in Seattle. Yep. Complete the Rita Wilson Christmas trilogy. Now, Sleepless in uh-huh. Seattle have Christmas in it? I thought it was a New Year's movie. I didn't think it was a Christmas movie. Well, that would movie. be fine, too, because we'll be close to the end maybe, of the Maybe they pass over Christmas at some point. It would make sense if there's some Christmas. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was thinking is that uh, the significant uh, plot device of a radio in both movies. True. Yep. All right. Ron has the Terminator. Arnold relentlessly chasing after his target. Also, yep. um, I would add themes of fatherhood in that movie. Yep. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This is the 2000 version. I'm assuming this is the Jim Carrey one. Yep. Uh, stealing presents from under the tree. Yep. 
Uh, and then Jurassic Park, 1993, Arnold chasing the fur coat la- lady driving was reminiscent of the T-Rex chase scene. True. Um, oh, that's yep. funny. Yeah, I didn't think about that. All right. Jenny has uh, Phil Harmon and Sinbad also starred in House Guest from 1995. that was probably on your list. That was mm-hmm. on my list um, yep. as well. Yep. Um, I feel like there's scenes in, in House Guest and scenes in Jingle All the Way that I always get confused. Like, oh, yeah. In House Guest, one of the characters, I think he runs a turkey trot because I think it's on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and I always think, like, that always reminds me of the parade in this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, he was also a voice in Spaceballs. I'm assuming that's yeah. the Hartman was a Spaceballs. The Hartman was in Spaceballs. He's okay. very brief. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And also we have the Anakin Skywalker connection. Very good two. point. Yeah. Alexo has another movie with Jake Lloyd and a beleaguered father figure who is trying his best in a cold, merciful, merciless galaxy. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Um, I had go. that on my list, too. It would be yeah. kind of funny to do Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace, like a weird, <laughs> shitty <laughs> order for this year. We just, like, yeah. over the years do every Star Wars movie, uh, just yep. a strange order. Um, yep. Another Star Wars movie, but this taking place on a holiday and featuring Harvey Corman, the Star Wars holiday special. Man, the Star Wars holiday special. Uh and uh it's a rough let's watch keep, let's <laughs> keep going through the decades with arnold the sixth day yep um we what happens on the sixth day, day after christmas yeah. yeah oh there we go yeah um this would it to be i mean brennan we would be recording next week on the 19th probably which it would be, be six, the sixth day of christmas six day oh, before christmas yeah it's just on day the christmas, sixth so. day of yeah. christmas my true gifting me yep um also there is a significant mall scene and um family stuff there you go uh, and then my brother Aaron at the last minute sending in his suggestions. Bicycle theme, bicycle thieves. Yep. Very sim- similar thieves. thematically. Um, yep. Is that just like father doing what he will for his son? Yep. And yep. then he also has guest on his list. So him and I, same mindset. All right. Who Love goes first? Here you. I gotta you re- You're first. Hey, and I got to rearrange my list because. Uh, yep. I, so Ron didn't have any, even though he said there were all those movies. Uh, we didn't get anything for Ron, even though he mentioned the movie references. And his he review. said the Terminator had the ritual Christmas and Jurassic Park. So. Oh, you're right. Yep, my bad. Those were I, all I, three I referenced said those in this film. Wasn't paying attention. They were all three referenced in this film. So, yep. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um. Uh, all right. Uh, I have uh, I have this written down, but it's written down wrong. It's Miracle on 34th Street, right? Yes. All Which right. one? I have, and I would imagine you want to do the classic one, not the remake with uh, Richard Attenborough. Um, I have one on my, I, let me see which one I was looking at. Uh, Probably the Natalie Wood version, which is the better version. Uh, no, I have the one with Richard Attenborough, the 94 okay, that's version. fine too. Uh, Dylan Wait. McDermott, yeah. Um, yeah, 90s. I feel like there's probably more connections between 92, the 92, you said? Okay, I'm gonna 94. put that. 94, okay, yep. got it. All right, uh, Last Action Hero. Of course, uh, that was on my list. Arnold in that, you know, kind of the meta commentary on heroes yep. and TV and movies. Stardom, um, yeah. Yeah, and also Jim Belushi is in that as well. Yep. Um, uh, Coneheads, Phil Hartman and Sinbad are both in that. Um, yep. And that's one I have not seen since I was a kid, so I'd be curious about that. Coneheads. Uh, um, uh, Galaxy Quest, the opening with the TV show reminded yep. me of Galaxy Quest. Um, although I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I do know how that movie opens, and it's about like a Star Pretty Trek-esque. Great. Yep. Yep. Um, Let's see. That's four, so I have two left. Um, this is a Finnish Christmas horror movie about people who ship reindeers. It's supposed to be a good Christmas movie. I've never seen it. It's called Rare Exports. Nice. Uh, have you seen Rare Exports? No, I haven't. All right. Interesting. 
I like an obscure reference from you. I'm usually the one making the obscure references. Yeah, well, so it's a movie that's been on my Christmas watch list. I don't. I think okay. maybe Rich recommended it. Somebody recommended it Exports to me a couple years ago. Um, God, I have so many on my list that I'm not going to be able to use. Um, I guess I will save them. Well, some of them might be on my list. My, the last one is Barbie. Uh, we have Barbie showing up at the I parade. The Significant doll. Um, it's a movie yep. that was big this year that I didn't Not really like, but it would be interesting to revisit. Um, yep, for sure. So. Uh, just got nominated for multiple Golden Globes. Ryan Gosling, Best Original Song, Margot Robbie, Best Director, etc. I wish et I cared about the Golden Globes. Right? Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're trash. But, you know, <laughs> just figured I'd mention it. The yep. Golden Globes are and always have been trash. So There you go. All right. Uh, let's go with Arnold messing around with a bunch of kids. Let's go with Kindergarten Cop. Mm-hmm. Who is your Who's daddy? Your daddy? What, does he do? what does he do? Is that the most quoted? I mean, like, there's so many good quotable well, lines. There's also, like... you know, there's the one that Solid Verbal does, which I love, which is, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want you to answer them immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I'm a cop, you idiot. Yeah, I'm a cop, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Richard Kimball. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess we quote that. Uh, apparently, yeah. that movie is very quotable. Uh, uh, reindeer quote, games. Quotables. Reindeer yeah, games. putting reindeer games on your list this week. Oh right. yeah, man, put reindeer games on my list. Uh, Dead hoofless. Slay Arnold. <laughs> so I want to give you a choice. I want to do a version. I want to recommend a version of a Christmas Carol, but I want to give you the coin flip, either the George C. Scott version from the '80s or Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, Moppet has been kind of top of mind for me lately. I actually, if the if it was early enough when this movie ended, I was gonna throw on Muppet Christmas Carol for the kids uh, on Friday, but then they just went home, so we didn't do it. So okay. I feel like I gotta let's go. Let's keep up the Christmas Carol, then. All right, cool. That's number three. Uh, let's see. Scrooge is off by my slash from the heroes one. I'm gonna go with a popular stand-up comedian, basically playing into an, his act in a Christmas movie. This one is Dennis Leary in The Wreck. Ah, that was on my list. All right, nice. Uh, Now let's go with another Arnold movie where he pretends to be someone he isn't, uh, True Lies. Yeah, okay. Let's go Um, with a crazy Christmas movie that I haven't seen that's been on my list forever, and I know it's come up before, Carol. Carol, all right. Carol. How many is that, Um, six? I don't know. I feel like somebody would hate us if we... I I just feel like connecting... uh, (laughs) Connecting... That's six. um, Jingle all the way to Carol, we might, I don't know. I feel like that's like sacrilege <laughs> or something. Even though I, I, mean, I, I do want to watch Carol. Um, yeah. This uh, I also thought about, all right, so Honorable Mentions, uh, Child's Play, because that's about okay. a mother who's obsessed with getting a specific doll for her kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman and Robin, for obvious reasons, the oh, yeah. themes with. that. That's better. I had Lego Batman on mine, but Batman and Robin Batman is. Batman and Robin makes better. more sense, because yeah. Arnold's uh-huh. actually in it. Um, Power, Power Rangers, the movie, I yep, thought about. I uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, I thought about throwing on there just for fun. Which one? Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Um, what else? That That's pretty much it. Everything else got taken. Sort of. Yeah, I had Vertigo, because Vertigo was literally mentioned oh, in yeah, this movie. Yeah, um, it is. Red Heat for Arnold and Jim Belushi. Yep. White Christmas for a Christmas movie um, yep. that pulls lyrics from songs. Karate Kid. Um, Commando nice. for an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that has a, yep. has a mall scene in it. Uh, shop around the corner for all of the mailman stuff, um, yeah. letters, Christmas letters, um, and the room, which I mentioned, and then yeah. also just pick your MCU movie based on yeah, of course, yeah, big tens of Captain America, uh, yeah, Winter Soldier, hmm? Winter Soldier, oh, Winter Soldier, yeah, that's good, yep. Um, I oh, think man. there's there's also a mall in that. They go to the yeah, mall. Yeah, there is. Um, yep, they do go to the mall. That would have yep. been good. Let's all right, go to the mall, everyone. Read what we got, yeah. and let's pick our movie for next week. Cool. Uh, we have Bad Santa, Scrooged. Sleepless in Seattle, 
Terminator, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jurassic Park, Houseguest, Spaceballs, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, the Star Wars Holiday Special, The Sixth Day, Bicycle Thieves, Houseguest Again, Miracle on 34th Street, the 1994 version, Last Action Hero, Coneheads, Galaxy Quest, Rare Exports, Barbie, Kindergarten Cop, Reindeer Games, Muppet Christmas Carol, The Ref, True Lies, and Carol. I get to go first. Uh, from the listener list, ooh, I'm between a couple here. I like a lot of the stuff that was suggested. Because it was also on my list, I'm going to go with Scrooged. Because it was Scrooge, also on my okay. list. Yeah. Make it hard for me because there's a bunch I want to pick off the listener list. Um, I, I do like the sixth day. I think that's a that's a fun it's connection. Funny, yeah. Um, Star Wars Episode One, I strongly considered picking because while I don't like it, I think it could be fun to watch it again. Talk about Jake Lloyd, yeah. I mean, yeah, follow Jake Lloyd. I think like it's funny to talk about like daddy issues and Jake Lloyd. Like, there's lots oh, of yeah. connections to that. Yeah. Um, you know, you could definitely see like I mean, Baby Yoda being the number one toy right now um, for Christmas as well. Um, man, Owen's getting all the love though because I'm gonna take Sleepless in Seattle because when I thought of that nice. as we were talking, I I was thinking how that's such a good connection. Um, it's one of my least visited Tom Hanks movies, um, especially of the Tom Hanks Meg Ryan trilogy. That's yeah. the one I've watched the least, and um, I feel like that's like people think that's one of his better ones, and I haven't watched it much. So yeah, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna keep Arnold Month going, and I'm gonna take Last Action Hero from your list because it's also on mine, and nice. I think it makes a lot of sense with all of the meta commentary of Arnold once again playing on his own movie persona, mm-hmm. which he's done. In both of the previous movies we watched this week, so yeah. And last action here, what was that like ninety four? Um, I believe so, yeah. All right, nice. Okay, um, off of your list, uh, I'm gonna throw Kindergarten Cop and True Lies out. Uh, both good okay. Arnold movies, but yeah, Fair not, not gonna pick either of those. Reindeer Games is on my list to watch for Christmas. Muppet yep. Christmas Carol, I yep. watched a couple years ago and I like but don't love. Carol yep. on my Same. list to rewatch this year. Um, I'm gonna throw Carol out. I think. We Fine. probably both will end up watching Carol on Christmas, I, I bet. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and there is, like, some stuff with, like, there is, a that takes place in a store. Um, yeah, I mean, Carol's on my list for my personal movie ladder to watch later this year if we do yeah. watch it Yeah, I just don't so. think there was, like, a ton of connections yeah, to yeah. it all the way. Um, yeah, yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol is, I mean, besides it being a Christmas movie, is there any other connections? Really? Not, not for sure. I mean, there's a lot of cartoons, I mean, but there are no Muppets in the parade. Right. If there were Muppets in the parade, I'd say yes, but not really. Um, The Ref is sort of my mixed nuts. Like, I really like The Ref, and it's mm-hmm. like, I know it's not a highly regarded movie, but it's one that, like, I was a huge Dennis Leary fan at the time they came out, and it was, it's sort of my mixed nuts. Okay. Like, um, yeah, the the ref was ninety four. Um, yeah. uh, one thing about last year, ninety three. Um, mm-hmm. Bill Simmons teased that they're going to be doing a ninety three, a big ninety three movie on rewatchables this week. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be Last Action Hero. For some I think reason. it might be. Yeah, I, I but... feel like that might be what they're doing. Uh, we'll, we'll know in just a couple hours. Yeah, we'll so, know. Uh, but... Yeah. Um, because is yeah, it I'll still? The, I'll do the the ref because it's like trouble in suburbia on Christmas, and like you yep. said, uh, stand up comedian. Um, yep. It's actually got a pretty good cast. And it's got a great cast. And out, I mean, so. you know, I mean, I know that, like, it has one not so fun to talk about after, but I think we could get around that. And uh, I mean, I, whatever. Yeah, you space know. man. I, I, yeah. I think Kevin Spacey, while he's a problematic person, he is a presence on screen. 
I think so, so too. And I really like the ref. Like, especially, like, it's a wild You're the only movie. person who's a fan of refs these days, Brendan. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's a wild-ass movie. But um, we've, we've had two back-to-back movies where it was just wrestlers wrestling each other. Let's bring in the refs. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, so our final, four, on the refs. our final four are Scrooged, Sleepless in Seattle, Last Action Hero, and The Ref. Um, All right. Uh, where do you think Scrooge is streaming, Brendan? I hope it's on Paramount Plus. Uh, it is on Paramount Plus. Yes. Um, it is also on Prime. Nice. Okay. And let's see if it's actually on Prime or oh, it is actually it is actually on Prime. Well, wow, um, because you know sometimes it's nice. not. So yeah, it's Paramount Plus and, and Prime. Yeah. Um, Slips in Seattle is uh, it is pulling up AMC Plus. Uh, um, which you have to get through Amazon. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it's rentable. Or um, rentable, yeah. Last Action Hero is, we talked about this last week, it is just rentable. Yep. And the ref is just rentable. Oh, um, man. So, people are going to be using that Christmas bucks. Maybe if you Indeed, order something from Amazon, you can get, they have, I think I got three bucks back. I've got for, I've got a few uh, Prime benefits that are saved up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, What are you feeling? Do you want to keep going with the Christmas theme, or do you want to go with Arnold, or you want to go with... Uh, Slingless in Seattle, see, even though it is the wife of Tom Hanks in this movie, is a good connection. Mm-hmm. You know, to go from Rita Wilson to Tom Hanks is not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of fun. Rita Wilson's also in Sleepless in Seattle. Is she? Yeah. Okay. That's I, why, I mean, that's I all suggested. Um, yeah. She is, She is like, sixth on the uh, cast okay, list. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I yeah, I, I watched Scrooge last year. I'm. I, You're good on Scrooge. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't pick... Muppet Christmas Carol, why are we picking Scrooge? That's fair. I guess it does have... I mean, Scrooge is really fun, but it is another version of a Christmas Carol. Like, everybody everybody knows a Christmas Carol, you know? Um, I love Bill Murray, but yeah. um, Um, I think we're between Sleekless in Seattle and The Ref, a movie a lot of people have seen, and a a movie not a lot of people have probably seen. Yeah. Um, How you feeling? um, I mean, I do love Hanks. Um, Do you love Hanks? I mean, we got a radio. We've got a dad and his son. Like, I think there's actually yeah. a decent amount of connections between Sleepless in Seattle. I don't remember if it has Christmas in it or New Year's or what. We can find out. Um, we can find out. Sleepless in Seattle also could be the rewatchables movie they're doing this week because it's also oh 1993. God. It could um, be. Yeah. So. But I don't. I don't care. I don't want to. No, no. no I'm just. I'm just. I'm just trying to predict. That's yeah. All. I, I don't. Um. Yeah. Why not have T. Hanks giving and do Sleepless in Seattle? Why not? All right. And. uh Rita, Chris, Chris, Rita, uh, Christmas Rita. I don't we know. could just Rita, call it Rita in Seattle. All right. Rita, Miss, yeah. yeah. Rita in well, Seattle is our title yeah. connection. Well, I don't know. We weren't in Seattle um, last well, time. Although yeah. I don't remember where they call. I think they call from Boston, right? Is that okay. where they call? I don't know. Yeah. We're going to find out. Slips to Seattle Slips coming up next to week. Seattle. Why not? Yeah. One of my least visited Tom Hanks movies. It will be interesting. Also, yeah, Nora yeah. Ephron. Uh, directed yes. it. Nora Ephron also directed You've Got Mail, which ties to Chopper on the Corner, and uh, Mixed Nuts as well. Yep, there you go. Mixed Nuts, Boom. which we already done on this podcast. Yep. Um, and Nora Ephron wrote, uh, but she wrote You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, Mixed Nuts, yep. Uh, yep. My Blue Heaven. She wrote, yeah, my, my, yep. Blue Heaven, my Blue Heaven last year. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. Um, and Julia and Julia, which you, I feel like you always suggest Julia. And I Julia. just watched Julia and Julia. I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I, I am yeah. going to try to watch The Ref maybe on Christmas. Um, directed by is... Ted Demi, which yep. I'm sure he's got to be Jonathan Brother of Demi. Jonathan Demi. Yep. Brother yep. of Jonathan Demi. Yep. It's a fun one. All right. Cool. Well, I mean, I'm next... sure it does not hold up as well as it does in my memory, but, you know. 
there's, there's those movies that are, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, exactly. your, they're your mixed nuts slash jingle all the way, Christmas. Yeah, movies. exactly. It's my, it's my mixed nuts, yeah. All right. Well, next week, call in this radio show. Send in your feedback. Maybe you can find love on this, uh, this here podcast slash radio show. Yeah, man. And we are going to visit Seattle, Slips in Seattle, coming up next week. I think we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next I think so, Tuesday. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any reason why not at this point. Yeah, I'm just traveling um, tomorrow. Not to Seattle, but um, <laughs> the other direction, to the other coast tomorrow. To the other coast. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, yep, we'll be back to the regular schedule of programming next week. Nice. Flips so, to Seattle, coming up next week. Brennan, what do you look forward to watching this week? Uh, Poor Things is out this week in limited release at a couple of theaters in D.C. Really want to get to the theater and see that in a theater. Um. That's the big thing that I'm going to try to go see this weekend. And maybe I'll try to go see Godzilla since you're praising it so highly. Nice. I hope I didn't. So, you know, I hate to set the bar high, but, um, well, you know, it's what yeah. it is. Um, I'm a couple weeks behind on Criterion. So okay. I'm going to try to watch uh, 2046, I think, for 2000s week. Um, also, on my personal movie ladder, I think I'm going to try to watch Sleeping with the Enemy because I yeah. just watched um, Leave the World Behind and I'll do a little Julia Roberts gotcha. run on my there movie ladder. Nice. So, um, leave the world behind. I thought it was like very, like I, like I, you know, ninety percent of it was very good and well executed. Yeah. Good, good tension, good. good world building. I think it's like great cast. Yeah. Really, yeah, I think cast. it's. I think you could do a lot worse than that if yeah. you watch something on Netflix. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot. I mean, uh, it goes to show with some movies like how much a really great cast can just like carry material that, like, in lesser hands, you might like have more questions about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody, like, I was, I don't know if it was a podcast or a, something where they were talking about how like wasted, might have been a, just a review I was reading, how wasted all of the cast was in that. And like, I guess somebody, like how, yeah, like how bad Julia Roberts used. was. Yeah, I thought they were no, really good. I think they were just like not expecting mean Julia Roberts. And I'm like, yeah. no, this is a great change. Like, Karen, like she was like Karen you know, Julia Roberts. Karen Julia, yeah, yeah. Karen yeah. Roberts. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. All I right. Nice. Well, we're both going to be watching Jingle All the Way. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Bill Pullman, Rita Wilson, Rosie Sleep O'Donnell. Sleepless in Seattle, you mean? What did I say? Jingle all the way. Oh, we already watched Jingle all the way. <laughs> we already did Jingle all the way. We watched it again. Doodly, 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 Wayne's World flashback. Doodly, doodly. No, we're going to be watching We're gonna watch Sleepless in Seattle. So from jingling to sleeping or something. Oh, man. Yep. All right. See everybody next week for Sleepless in Seattle. How many of the reviews on Letterboxd about Jingle All the Way do you think reference Anakin Skywalker? Oh, my God. All of uh, them, hopefully. Uh, somebody named Luke. Uh, Luke. Uh, yeah, yeah that's funny. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's bad parenting made Jake Lloyd grow up to be Darth Vader. Um, that's very funny. Maria says, there's a scene in this masterpiece where Arnold Schwarzenegger almost says, I am your father to Jake Lloyd. That's the shit George Lucas saw and said, that's my Anakin right there. Um, <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, we didn't really even talk about the fact, like, this came out a couple years before. He's a perfectly fine child actor. It's just, like, really bad writing in A Phantom Menace, that's all. Mm -hmm. He's a perfectly fine child actor, and he got ruined by people on the internet. He's plucky. 
Yeah. He's, he's plucky little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Plucky kid. But do you think like, so this came out 96 and Phantom Menace was 99. I mean, they were probably yeah. casting for Phantom Menace. They right probably started here. casting right after this got released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he was one of final two finalists for the role. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember the uh, special features on the Phantom Menace DVD where they had like the auditions of like the kid with dark hair and then Jake Lloyd with his blonde hair. And like, I remember all the discord discourse after those um, special features on the Blu-ray or the DVD and people being like, the, the kid with the dark hair should have gotten it. Mm. Like, yeah, Interesting. whatever, man. Yeah. Whatever happened uh, to that dark haired kid, nobody knows. Uh, Alors says uh, the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't in every Christmas movie ever is just infuriating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett says Turbo Man will defeat Thanos. True. Could Turbo Man defeat Thanos? I don't think so. No, Turbo Man seems so, kind of weak. He's just like a boomerang yeah, thing in a jetpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Matt Singer. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I like to read his reviews, and he says, A businessman suffers a mental break while trying to salvage his horrible relationship with his child on Christmas. He searches for a popular toy, fights an army of Santas, gets cucked by Phil Hartman, nearly burns down his neighbor's house, and punches a reindeer in the face. Basically, it's a Yuletide falling down, except yeah. it's a comedy. Ho, ho, ho. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. That's uh, not so a bad we, we should have wrote down Falling Down as a suggestion from that. No, scene. that that talking about movies that have not aged well. It just that movie is just like not enjoyable. I was like, no, did not, not. Really enjoy that. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that hey, is man. we're all jingled out and we're going to go be sleepless now. All right. Yep. All right. See you next week. Don't forget to grab your Starbucks.